Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere, and that is especially true for our episode today. We'd love you to contact us at info at strategicinvestorradio.com and go to our website to hear podcasts of all of our interviews and shows, strategicinvestorradio.com. Today is April 8, 2016. I'm Charlie Wright, and we're very pleased to welcome for the second time here in the studio this time Ryan Ballantyne of Reality Shares out of San Diego they have very unique investment strategies focusing on dividends and Ryan again is here in the studio Ryan welcome to Strategic Investor Radio thanks for having me Charlie happy to be here so Ryan Reality Shares uh, tell us what Reality Shares does and what it's about sure Reality Shares is an innovative asset management firm we were founded in 2012 we're actually based right down the road in San Diego. We're an exchange-traded fund issuer and index provider that offers institutional-style strategies for ETF investors. We uh, were formed in 2012. Like I said, we launched our first ETF in December of 2014. And in 2015, we were labeled as new ETF issuer of the year by ETF.com. But, but really, what Reality Shares is all about, dividend growth. Dividends are real. You can't fake a dividend. Dividend growth is a signal of a company's health, and therefore, all our products are based around this dividend growth concept. You know, uh, Ryan, uh, that's very interesting. I was reading uh, John Malden recently, and John Malden was talking about the five killer Ds in the economies today, the killer Ds being demographics, deficits, debt, deleveraging, and deflation. This is not a day to just buy that index and expect everything to go up like it has basically, well, it did for several years after two, uh, starting in 2009. So what you guys do is you focus on dividends. You not only have ETFs, but you have information available. So why do you focus so much on dividends? Right. Well, history has shown that dividend growers outperform non-dividend payers and, in fact, uh, also dividend cutters. So it really is a true and tried um, investment style that dividend growth trumps other styles of investing. We noticed that early on before we even started Reality Shares, and that was actually the genesis for, for forming the company and launching ETFs to bring dividend growth products, but with a unique twist, unavailable in other products that we found. So we... We actually saw this gap in the marketplace. We were focused on dividend growth. We wanted to really bring these institutional-style strategies in these 40-act wrappers so that retail and my mom and dad could buy, our parents, etc., to really make that asset class accessible. So how do you measure dividends, and how do you determine that a company is likely to increase or decrease their dividend? Right. So we actually created a, uh, a model, proprietary model, that forecasts dividend growth. We call this model DivCon. That stands for dividend condition. And what the DivCon model will do, it, it, it will go through all the U.S. large-cap companies, run them through our model, and give them a DivCon score, if you will. And on our website, where investors and individuals can go, it's realitysharesadvisors.com. You can actually uh, take a symbol and input it, or a company name and input it, and it'll give you its DivCon score. And its DivCon score 
determines the likelihood of a dividend increase or decrease within the next 12 months, and we get everything uh, in this DivCon system. So we have a DivCon 5, think 5-star, five 5 is good, all the way to the other, other end of the spectrum, a DivCon 1 score would be a company that is unhealthy and most at risk to cut their dividend in the future. So, Ryan, tell us, so why should we have confidence in this five-star system? I mean, you know, it's very difficult to say who's going to cut their dividends and who's going to increase their dividends. It is. It's actually very difficult to, uh, you know, as you know, most companies try to hang in there and not cut their dividend. What we found this seven-factor model to be highly predictive, it's more of a forward-looking model, whereas other dividend growth models and dividend growth strategies are rear-view-looking. So there's other indexes out there that will merely just grab a basket of companies, of dividend-paying companies, but they really don't think about the actions and uh, what the company might do in the future. What DivCon does, if you, um, for instance, if you're a DivCon 5 stock, that's the highest rating you can have in our universe, you have about a 95% probability of raising your dividend in the next 12 months. That, that's pretty compelling. Yeah, no question about it. So you provide this information at no charge on your website. Is, is that what I understand? Correct. Yeah, we wanted to uh, offer these tools to individuals and investors. Yeah, Just a little history of our company. We were actually found by a financial advisor. So... The, the advisor always was looking to guide his clients and, and help them make wise investment decisions. That's why, keeping that spirit in mind, we wanted to make the, the information as transparent as possible. And so somebody can go on the website, which I have not done yet, okay, and they can look at the website and they can say, okay, I own IBM. IBM is a dividend payer. So they can look up IBM and see what their five-star rating is under what you call DivCon. That's exactly that's exactly correct. Okay. And so they can look up any stocks that they want. There are about how many stocks that pay dividends, uh, right? In the S&P, there's about 420 names right now that currently pay dividend and about 80 that do not. We, we provide a larger universe on the website, approximately 1,200 names. So most likely we'll have your stock in that uh, list. And if not, we could most likely do some research on it for you, provided that company already pays a dividend, we could determine its dividend health score, its DivCon score. Okay, so you've created this ability to uh, hopefully determine who is likely to increase their dividend, who's likely to maintain their dividend, and who's likely to decrease their dividend. That's correct. And then how do you take that and use it other than providing this information to Investors, right? So we wanted, right? Exactly. So we wanted to take this information and and package them into off the shelf, ready to go products for individuals and advisors to buy. So we created ETFs based on the findings of our DivCon analysis. So we created three in this family, for instance. There's three ETFs where you can uh, have various degrees of market exposure and with that same angle and same investment objective of dividend growth. So for instance, our lead ETF, the ticker is LEAD, uh, that is a basket comprised of all those DivCon 5s, those dividend leaders, if you will, of companies with the highest probability of raising their dividend in the next 12 months. And on the flip side, we have two long, short products, two uh, ETFs where investors can also take more of a defensive posture for times when the market might not be indicating that uh, it might be indicating times are rough ahead. And what the what the, these two ETFs do, we have two, DFND and GARD, G-A-R-D. Those are long, short ETFs with various levels of market exposure. So those will go long, those same universe of names, those Div, DivCon leaders, and they'll go short 
those those laggards, if you will, those companies with the highest probability of cutting their dividend in the next 12 months. So two long shorts and one long in this DivCon family. Okay, well, that, that that is certainly very, very interesting, the kind of thing that we don't see elsewhere, really, in, in the marketplace. So we're to, you're to be congratulated for having come up with this and come up with the metrics that define these things. That must have been a real challenge. Yeah, you know, it was. Mo- most people think of dividend growth as just, um, just going long the companies. But if you think about if you could actually avoid the companies that are going to cut their dividends, you, you could help your return profile out right, right there just, just with that. Now, if you could actually capitalize on those dividend cutters and go short those names, you're really you know, helping protect your, your, your uh, portfolio, taking a really defensive position on these names that might, might cut in the future. So it really gives investors that full menu of offerings now. Hey, dividend growth is the driver of returns, but I might want some various levels of market exposure. So in the case of lead, 100%. Defend and guard will change. Uh, guard specifically will change that allocation between the long and short, depending on the market sentiment indicator that the guard indicator is telling us, which is also on our website. So, how often, Ryan, do you change the rating for companies? Is it once a month, or is it? Are you working on this every single day? How often does that occur? Right. Well, the the portfolio will the constituents are identified once a year at the start of the at uh, excuse me December of every year. And if you're a DivCon 5 company, you'll remain in that DivCon leaders ETF for the entire year. So even if that company during that time falls from a DivCon 5 to a 4, it will it will still set it'll show up in stay in that index in that ETF. The website will update the score for that individual company. But we didn't want to create a product with um, with all these transactions and, and building up that cost to investors. And it's not very uh, typical for a company to drop from, say, a DivCon 5 all the way to a DivCon 1. We've, we've never seen that. So... And don't forget, if you're a DivCon 4 company, you're, you're also pretty healthy. You're just not the cream of the crop, those DivCon 5s. So the leaders ETF is really comprised of those DivCon 5s, those companies with the highest probability of a dividend increase. It's a very concentrated quality basket, you know, with names that you would, you would know as an investor. Starbucks, for instance, is a DivCon 5. Okay, Ryan, now I'm thinking that, uh, you know, the U.S. dollar is exceptionally strong. It has been for some time, and there's no thought on the horizon for that to change. Europe is exceptionally weak right now with their economy and zero interest rates, etc. Asia is struggling, and heaven knows China is headed for uh, some struggles, hopefully not overly large, but some struggles. How do you factor in that a company who focuses on one or more parts of world economies with a stronger dollar and these other weaker economies, they may well have to cut their dividends or at least maintain their dividend and not increase them as maybe they have in the recent past. How do you factor those changing economic conditions throughout the world in your metrics? Right. Well, one of the beautiful things about reality shares is it really tries to cut through that noise and not really focus so much on those macro events. You know, the, over time, some of those macro events play into the situation. But the way we, we boil it down is basically pretty simple. If you think about a company like Apple, you know, if, if uh, there's a political event or Trump wins or Hillary wins, most likely a company like Apple, a dividend-paying company, is not going to adjust their dividend policy. So a lot of dividend-paying companies really, stri- really strive to, to take uh, that dividend as, as uh, gospel, so to speak. They'll do anything they can before cutting their dividend. So it's really, you know, it really uh, is a way to just kind of 
put some of that noise about the macroeconomic situation aside and really just focus on dividend growth. You know, in the 2008 crisis, uh, the financial crisis, Coca-Cola did not cut their dividend. Neither did Procter & Gamble. Neither did Johnson & Johnson. There were dividend cuts in the space, primarily from the financial sector, which is understandable because, you know, basically the government took over the the banks at the time. So those dividends were were eliminated. They didn't just get cut. They they were eliminated. But even in a year like that, you saw the the market, the S&P, down 37%. Dividends of the S&P were only down 17%. And so throughout history, in the last 45 years at least, there's been three down years for dividends of the S&P, 2000, 2008, and – Actually, 2000, 2002, and then 08, period. So three periods where dividends were, were down over on the year. So that just really shows you how sticky dividends are and really try to stay away from all that noise in that macroeconomic environment, regardless of what the dollar's doing, regardless of the wars going on in the political environment. Okay. Well, Ryan, thank you. We need to stop for a short break here. Again, we're talking with Ryan Ballantyne of Reality Shares out of San Diego. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, and we'll be right back. According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. All right, let's dive into dividends some more with our guest here and Charlie. Thank you, Paul. Again, we're talking with Ryan Ballantyne of Reality Shares out of San Diego. So, Ryan, you've talked about uh, what's available on the website for any investor to see the uh, the scoring that you have done for every single company in the U.S. stock market that pays a dividend. Tell us, let's dive in a little deeper on your uh, ETFs. For example, your long-only ETF that you said is called LEAD, L-E-A-D, right? Uh, that holds about how many positions? Sure. That uh, well, again, it's those DivCon fives, those dividend leaders, if you will, that are in that uh, ETF LEAD. So that's about thirty-five names. It's very hard in our universe and our metric system to achieve that dividend DivCon five score. So that's going to be a very concentrated quality basket, long only, just uh, a basket of companies with, where we're exposed just to we buy the underlying stocks. And um, and that's tra- that's different than say defend that we spoke about earlier, which will grab some of those names that we've identified as cutting their dividends. And so defend will have DFND as the ticker. It's more of a defensive posture by, uh, by design. So it's going to be long those leaders, just like the lead ETF. But it's also going to take a short exposure to those DivCon one names, and it's going to keep you net net long. So for instance, for defend ETF, you're going to be 75% of the portfolio is to those long names, and 25% is to those short names. So net net, you have a 
50% exposure to the market. So that's a very more protective, defensive posturing um, position, if you will. And it's going to hold about how many positions? That'll hold uh, anywhere, just the same amount as the long only, so the same basket on the long side. And then whatever we've identified as those laggers, those DivCon 1 names, anywhere from 10 and above names, a minimum of 10 on that short side. Okay, and uh, today, again, with the international challenges, I would think uh, that there would be more companies that are looking to cut their dividends. Has that not been the case? We actually, you know, dividend cuts, much much like um, all the other headlines, people like to focus on the negative. So there's been a lot of talk about cuts in the energy sector and the dividends of the energy sector, which we have seen. We have seen a few cuts this year in the energy space. However, there's been uh, those have been largely offset by dividend increases, names that um, you, you think of every day but don't really think about as dividend payers. You know, the Qualcomm's of the world, for instance, the Home Depot's have all announced dividend increases this year, which have largely offset those dividend cuts. So dividends of the S&P have actually grown, uh, you know, they're about up mildly about 70 basis points this year. And then there's the Guard ETF, which is that that same uh, long-short approach, go long the dividend uh, growers, short the dividend cutters. But this one takes a really defensive posture. This one will be based on our uh, Guard indicator, which is a market sentiment indicator. It's more of a check engine light. So when this check engine light goes on, we get more protective uh, of the portfolio, and we actually sell more of those DivCon 1 names. And so this, uh, and Guard right now, by the way, is in that protective mode based on our Guard indicator, which is also on our website, realitysharesadvisors.com. And so the Guard ETF right now is very defensive, if you will. So it has a 50% exposure to the long side, those dividend growers, and a 50% exposure to the short side, those dividend cutters, for a net market exposure of, of 0%, if you will. So that one will actually get more aggressive and short those names we've identified as, as potential dividend cutters okay and uh, any any in the, in the three years that you've been doing this any uh, major surprises oh let's see you know um i wouldn't say about surprises i, I mean timing kind of is everything with the, with market cycles but but the beautiful thing about dividend growth investing it's not meant to be a short-term uh, investment approach so that's what we found in all our products is it's really up to the investor's risk tolerance and the market exposure that they desire. And we basically have a product now for all all those various levels of market exposure. So we really haven't seen surprises because we're postured and we're positioned in a way to capitalize on dividend growth over the long term. So we've got three ETFs that people can invest in, and you've got the information regarding your rating of every company that pays dividends, and uh, up to 1,200 companies there. That's correct. Okay. So those are the, the two services you provide. Now, last time when we talked, we talked at the Alts-LA conference uh, last month, and uh, at that time we talked about your fourth strategy, which is just as interesting and uh, uh, just as unique, if not more unique. Why don't we briefly touch on that, the Divi strategy? Sure. That's uh, D-I-V-Y. That was our debut ETF at Reality Shares. We launched that in December of 2014. Uh, and, and coincidentally, this year, Forbes has it on their top picks uh, for ETFs this year in 2016, so we're, we're proud to have that. That's also on our, on our website as well. So what Divi is designed to do is really capitalize on 
isolated dividend growth. So we spoke earlier about the compel- how compelling dividend growth is in a portfolio. What Divi does, it really seeks to isolate that dividend growth from the market and just track the dividend growth of the market without any stock market exposure whatsoever. So, for instance, if you have a directional view that dividends of the S&P are going to trend higher over the time, uh, dividends are going to trend higher over time, but you're not quite sure what the market's going to do. Divi is that pure play investment that allows you to track dividend growth over time. So it really takes a lot of that noise out of the market and focuses on one thing, and that's dividend growth. So this is the first ETF that actually enables investors to take a directional view on dividend payments of the S&P. So we're really proud about that one. So tell us, Ryan, uh, going back to the uh, both the dot-com bubble and the uh, financial crisis of 2008, okay? Uh, like you said, there were financials in 2008, and, and, and actually uh, the, uh, the tech industry never paid much dividends anyway, so they weren't really that involved. Did companies significantly decrease their dividends during those down market cycles, or did they typically maintain them rather well? Yeah, and we actually, um, in the 08 uh, financial crisis, for instance, we actually saw a lot of dividend increases in the tech space uh, specifically. However, those are offset by the financial crisis and the and the banks cutting their dividends. But, you know, it, it shows you that dividends are really sticky. Companies try not to cut their dividends. So that's why our products are very insightful for that approach. It's they really, um, they really take into account that dividend growth over time Trumps non-dividend growth and dividend cutters, and so that's why um, even in those market turmoil uh, periods, you still have a better edge, if you will, than just being a blind uh, day trader or just taking stabs at, at high flyers. Dividend growth is, is tried and true. So uh, looking at Divi again here, um, when someone invests in Divi, what you have basically done is you have filtered out all of the price movement of the stock, and and you're focused solely on the movement of the dividend. That's correct. And when the dividends rise, it's profitable, and when they fall, to the degree they fall, it's unprofitable. Correct. Okay, and you do this with, with about how many positions are involved here? So when you uh, when you invest in Divi, you get exposure to the entire S and P. Whether the company pays a dividend yet or does not, you're exposed to the entire all the constituents of the S and P. We hedge out the price of all those constituents, so you're really just left with that aggregate dividend number, if you will. And if uh, you get an announcement from a non-dividend payer, such as Google you would see that performance right away in, a, in an ETF like Divi. That's a lot different than a, a stock-picking dividend ETF or mutual fund or, or, or dividend strategy that just goes long, a basket of, of stocks, if you will. Those are more backward-looking um, vehicles. They don't really account for any dividend growth or dividend surprises, if you will, and they wouldn't even capture, like a, like the Aristocrats Index wouldn't even capture a Google dividend announcement for years. You know, Most of those uh, indexes, require the constituents to have paid a dividend for 10 years. In Divi's case, Divi would pick that dividend announcement up right away, and and that would be accretive to Divi. Well, we've got to hand it to you, uh, Ryan. You guys have created some very, very interesting and unique strategies here for advisors and for investors. A question we always like to ask here, Ryan, is what keeps you awake at night? All right. Good question. So, 
in my former life, before joining Reality Shares, I was a trader. So there was a lot that kept me up up at night. I'd be wearing a lot of risk when I went to bed. And, and now we're, uh, I'm on the other side of the business where I'm actually creating products for individuals and, and advisors. And you know, knowing that our theme, our core message is focused on dividend growth, I actually sleep a lot better. I really do. I, I don't go home wor- wondering about the, if this tech position is going to blow up. I really just uh, these our products just allow us to stay uh, to stay calm and ride out any market turbulence. And um, you know, it's just up to uh, the investor to decide what level of risk uh, and market exposure they want to take. And uh, we have a, basically a menu of offerings to address any of those needs. Kind of reminds me of uh, a book that uh, that I was reading recently. It's called The Strategic Dividend Investors by Daniel Paris. And what Daniel focuses on his book, he says, invest. Uh, you want to invest through the stock market, not in the stock market. He says, take a slow and steady approach, and that'll win the race. And that um, dividend growth uh, is is the the type of uh, investments you want to be in, and you'll be you'll be most likely rewarded by investing in dividend growth. And Ryan, the second question we always like to ask is, what book on investing would you recommend for our listeners? Right, I think uh, it just ties back into uh, into that the, uh, the Strategic Dividend Investor by Daniel Paris. I really think uh, just hones in that message, uh, hits that message home to the uh, to the reader about dividend growth. And how do you spell Paris? How does he spell uh, it's Paris? It's P-E-R-I-S, Daniel Paris. Okay, very good. So thank you very much. So how can people find Reality Shares? Sure. We have uh, a website, which is the easiest way to get a hold of us. It's uh, realitysharesadvisors.com, and that's uh, realitysharesadvisors with an O in the advisors, realitysharesadvisors.com, if you will. Okay. So final words for our listeners here, Ryan. Yeah, you know, if you think about dividend growth, uh, dividends have been responsible responsible for about two-thirds of your total return. So if you think about that, how powerful that is. There were years like last year where you would have actually been down uh, in the S&P if it wasn't for dividends and if it wasn't for the dividend payers and dividend growers. So really just kind of keep things in focus and and uh, stay the course and don't get caught up in all the news and all the, and all the hype and what's going on in the political environment. Just stay true to course. Find some dividend growth uh, investments that meet your objective and don't panic. Ryan, excellent advice. And uh, again, congratulations for developing strategies that, uh, we're not, that we're not seeing elsewhere and that are very, very interesting. And again, we've been talking with Ryan Ballantyne of Reality Shares out of San Diego with us here in the studio. And you've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. When we wish everyone an enjoyable week and productive investing. You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science. 